Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, still in Chicago and still balancing a million moods. This week, I'm going to be joined by Annie Lawless. As a makeup girl who loves clean living, Annie found it really hard for herself and her online audience to find pigmented, full coverage makeup that was clean, okay? I've been using this makeup forever. Lawless Beauty was created to provide beauty products that are always free of ingredients that harm your skin. You guys know I struggle with acne. We get into the best conversation about just what it's like being a woman, starting a business, really just no BS, talking about why she created her brand, how she grew it, and just she is such an amazing person. I had the absolute best time chatting with her. I really, really am excited for you guys to listen to this week's current mood combo. But first, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was just getting settled and relaxing. I really got my screen time down to 23 minutes on my phone. And I'll tell you how I did it. And it's actually not that hard because in reality, we live in 2020. There's like other devices. Okay. So obviously I wasn't just only looking at a screen for 23 minutes. That was the average. The thing that I did differently was for some reason, I just wasn't enticed by Instagram at all this week. I realized that it was giving me stress and there was really nothing new to see. I feel like maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm two hours ahead on time zones now. So like my friends aren't even awake at the same time. So it cuts out two hours in the morning, cuts out two hours at night. I'm not really sure. But Instagram just like wasn't my vibe this week I didn't really feel like it it was like I knew what I wanted to post I put my filter on it I threw it up and I just like walked away from my phone and then it was like Black Friday and Cyber Monday so I was really really just shopping on my iPad I was reading a lot and I was watching a lot of like TV with my family and stuff but I wasn't doing that like mindless scrolling so my screen time got down to so little because I really just needed a break I really needed time with my family and I was able to just when I'm sitting in the room and I'm surrounded by my family members, I just am like, why would I even pick up my phone? So I just didn't. And I just was living in the present moment. And yes, sometimes, you know, there's bad moods like stress and anxiety and stuff that comes up. But honestly, my screen was not there to help me in a way. So I didn't lean on it because I knew it was only just going to make me more stressed out or anything like that. So it was definitely my best mood of the week seeing that like you can live your life without just scrolling on your phone 24 seven and you don't miss as much as you think you did when you get back on your phone. It just is like that muscle memory that you have to get out of the habit of. And then my worst mood of the week, I think, was once I started taking the break, the exhaustion and the stress and just the overwhelmingness from this year that has just been so bottled up just kind of hit me. I think when you finally are living in the present moment and you are still and you are pausing and you're just really where you are, all the stuff that you didn't want to deal with that you've been doing so well at pushing down and just keep going forward and distracting 
you're just there and it just finally comes out and is like, hi, hello, you've been avoiding me for a very long time. So I think it was just that feeling of like hitting my wall, finally taking the break that I needed, but getting done with the distractions, like the excitement of being home and unpacking and getting settled and starting a new book and, you know, all that stuff. Then finally, I was just really still. I got everything done that I needed to get done. And I was able to just lay down and not pick up my phone. And then boom, it was just like a wave of 2020 moods just washing over me, just the exhaustion hit, just everything hit. But I think it's good. I posted on Instagram last week and I talked to you guys like you have to feel it to heal it. And so as I'm taking these weeks to really just reflect and recharge, there's definitely a lot of moods coming in and out. Some really, really good ones, some really, really bad ones. But it's all helping me get ready to, you know, go forth into another year and to really feel good and recenter myself and get in alignment with myself again without any distractions. I know shaving is not like the most fun activity, especially during the winter when, you know, there's harsh and dry and cold air and I'm literally sitting in a freezing cold room right now. Um, It just kind of adds to the shaving struggles. It's like, why would I even shave my legs during the winter months? But I... I hate the feeling of not shaved legs. I love the feeling of smooth. I just, oof, I still need it, you guys. I still need it. And I like that smooth. I don't want cuts. I don't want little nicks. I don't want razor burn. I just want to feel smooth. I want to hydrate and I want to cozy up in snuggles. And ever since I've been using the Athena Club razor, you guys know I actually look forward to shaving and enjoy those extra few minutes in the shower. Ooh, especially with the warm water. The Athena Club razor is expertly designed with the sharpest patented blades on the market. There's these one of a kind blades are enhanced with a revolutionary water activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid for a skin soothing shave with maximum hydration. I have the driest legs in the world. And so coming home to Chicago is not very helpful in that department. That's why I extra love shaving with my Athena Club razor because it's actually taking care of my skin while getting rid of those like just little leg hairs that I don't want to deal with. I use it with the cloud shave foam, which is my favorite because it gives me a really, really close shave and it really soothes my skin in the process. So I don't have any razor burn. I have a really, really close shave and I just fell in love with that combo and it just makes me feel like something on my self-care list is checked off and helps me be more confident and comfortable in my own skin. The best part is, though, is that the razor kit is only $9, okay? So that includes two five-blade razor heads, your choice of a razor handle color, and a magnetic holder for easy storage. I get the new blades shipped regularly, so I never run out. I have the light blue one with the best magnetic thing in the world, you guys. It is just, there's nothing like it. It's so good. And they also have a bunch of other self-care essentials, like a natural deodorant, body lotion, face wipes. They're even offered in bundles, which could be the perfect stocking stuffer or gift this holiday season. So for the smoothest, closest shave all year long, do what I did and switch to Athena Club. Sign up today and you'll get 20% off your first order. Just go to athenaclub.com and use promo code MOOD. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with promo code MOOD for 20% off. Speaking of self-care and feeling confident in my best self, let's jump into this week's mood boosters. I have to say... Speaking of showering, I get into these old habits when I come home where I become very, very lazy, especially we're in quarantine. I don't need to see anyone. So I actually, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't like necessarily shower for a few days. 
Um, and I wasn't really feeling myself. And it, part of my mind was like, Lauren, like, it's okay. Like, you're letting your natural hair oils, like, nourish your scalp. Like, ew, what? I don't know. I can convince myself of anything, honestly. Especially when it comes to being lazy. And then finally, I was, I was honestly so tired. I was just like, I don't want to do anything. All I want to do is lay in bed. And I forced myself to get up out of bed, take a nice long shower, shave, moisturize. I even blow dried my hair. Nowhere to go. No one to see. Blow dried that hair for me. Your girl loves feeling smooth, sultry, and confident. Not sultry. Just clean, I guess. Fresh, clean such a mood booster instant mood booster I felt so much better I don't know what it is about me maybe it's about everyone but just doing my shower routine my self-care routine just getting to like that bare minimum of a perfect place where it's like my hair's dry my skin's hydrated I'm clean I'm in fresh clothes such a freaking mood booster so even though you're with your family you're probably quarantined don't forget to like actually take care of yourself. It really, really, really shifts your mood like in a huge, huge way. So that was absolutely a mood booster this week. I got to see my grandparents this week, which was a really big mood booster. I got to see my grandpa socially distanced and I got to see my grandma with a hazmat suit. We obviously get tested. We obviously quarantine. We do the whole thing. My family's crazy. Like we are very, very on top of everything. So everybody is safe. I would never do anything to put my own family in danger. That's outrageous. But honestly, it was a mood booster. This has been a really hard year. And just being able to see my grandparents from afar and, you know, give my grandma a hug with a hazmat suit on was amazing. Obviously, I can't do it every day while I'm home. It was kind of like a one-off type thing. And now I've just been FaceTiming my grandma, even though we're like 20 minutes away from each other now. So it's kind of crazy. It's a weird year. But the biggest mood booster of it all is just feeling closer and connected, even just even though I'm in my own quarantine bubble in Chicago, just knowing my friends are down the street, my grandma's up the road, like we're all in the same time zone. It's like this weird mood booster where I just feel like connected and like in the same aura as everyone. It kind of sounds lame, but I just feel like, no, I'm in Chicago too. Like I'm here, I'm in it. I'm with you guys. Like I'm with my people and it feels really nice. I will say the opposite of a mood booster. I really do miss my, my friends from LA. I miss my people. I miss being in LA, but Not so much where I'm like, I want to get out of here. It's like I'm enjoying the moment and it's nice to have something to look forward to, but I'm living in the present. And then my last mood booster was honestly Christmas shopping. I love getting people gifts. I don't know why. I just like totally used Black Friday like never before. I was a full on psychopath on my iPad. That's why my screen time was down so much on my phone because all I was doing was sitting on my iPad buying Christmas gifts and I didn't want to go too crazy this year. I just wanted to get each person in my life something super meaningful and obviously take advantage of the sales because duh. So it was just a mood booster, just feeling like, okay, I have my presence. I feel good. The people that I love know that they are loved and going to be loved and just get everyone a little something, feel good about it, not have to stress about holiday gifts and especially this year. So it was nice just being able to honestly like think about other people and distract myself and just get out of my own head and just think about, okay, what do I want to get everyone for Christmas? It's just so nice that it's December. We have the holiday movies on. We have the fire. We have the Christmas candles lit. Hopefully next week my mood booster will be putting up the Christmas tree if my family gets off their butts. But it's been so nice. Honestly, just being home is pretty much going to be the mood booster from now on. Just getting that sleep, getting that rest, snuggling, all that stuff. You guys already know the drill. Make sure to take care of yourselves. 
it's such an important time right now where you have to allow yourself to slow down. You have to pause. You have to not judge yourself, shame yourself. You just have to do what feels right and know that you can always do something different tomorrow. Even in a moment, you can always choose again. Everything is going to be okay. That's just literally what I keep telling myself. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Just take a deep breath. I want to talk to you guys about a new partner for the podcast, which is honestly really great for this current mood combo as well. But it's called Refair Skincare. And they basically know that it doesn't cost a lot to make skin skincare. It just costs a lot to sell skincare. And basically what Refair does is they go directly to those like prestigious brands and they pay them the fair price and then they pass the savings on to us, right? So you're getting the exact same product, like all $100 and up, but you're paying a lot less. I've tried three of their products and they're very similar to stuff that I've splurged on. Obviously, the products are great that I've splurged on, but Refair is like literally just as good for $30 to $40. My favorite is when like a magazine says something. I don't know if that's like so old school of me, but Vanity Fair does call these products an undiscovered treasure. So I feel like I have a treasure with me and it's really, really nice. The product that I really liked is the Repair and Replenish Hydration Cream, which is exactly what I need for right now because Chicago dries me out. I started using their organic moisturizer and I just loved how it made my skin feel. I feel when my skin's really dry and I don't take care of it, especially in these winter months, I wake up and I almost look like I've aged. Like obviously I haven't aged overnight, but like that's how dry and dull your skin looks if you're not hydrating it. So I absolutely have been loving using the repair and replenish hydration cream, even if it's just during the day, because that's how dry it is out here. And obviously I wanted repair to par- partner with us after I used their products. And I wanted them to give you guys a code for my listeners. And it's a limited time offer. They said they would honor it until they run out. So It's a small batch, just 200 bottles, and when they're out, the deal is gone. And it's exclusive early access just for you guys. So when you subscribe, you pay just $19.99 for your first month. You're getting $100 plus of products for less than $20 with no strings attached. Plus, you're going to get this free eye contour mask. Oof, it's so good. Normally $10 and discounts on all their trial sizes. And the best part is once you subscribe, you'll lock in that price forever. So when the prices go up for everyone else, they actually will never go up for you, but only if you subscribe now. So the only way to get these incredible products at unbelievable prices before they run out is go to refskincare.com slash new. That's R-E-F-S-K-I-N-C-A-R-E dot com slash new. At checkout, enter my code mood to just pay $19.99 with a free mask and subscribe. You can cancel anytime, no strings attached, but do it now because when they sell out, this deal is going to be gone for good. That's refskincare.com slash new and enter my code mood. That's refskincare.com slash new. Now I'm going to bring out Annie Lawless to have an amazing, uplifting, inspiring, and just super fun combo. She's absolutely amazing. I love her, adore her. You guys are going to as well. Let's get into our current mood combo. Let's jump right in. I'm here with Annie. I do an intro in the beginning, so you don't have to worry. Everyone knows how beautiful, stunning, and smart you are. Aww. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank I, you. I so have been using your makeup for whenever since you launched, literally. Oh, thank you. And it Three is years. so amazing. Three years? Yeah, 2017. Well, the very end, October 2017 on my actual birthday. We launched the brand. Oh my God. I hope that wasn't a stressful birthday. Um, it was actually like the best because I had something to celebrate bigger than like me, but (laughs) I got married the month before in Italy. And like, 
I remember just, and then I went straight on my honeymoon and I remember kind of panicking the week before because I came back and I felt so disconnected, like leading up to the launch and just like had to make sure everything was like dialed and that everything was on time and that the site was working. And I just remember kind of like that week before was a big rush, kind of thrown back into real life, but uh, it was good because now every year I always have something extra to celebrate on my birthday. So it's fun. Did you know that you were going to be simultaneously planning a wedding and a brand launch? Kind of. I kind of did, but I'm like that. I'm kind of all or nothing. And I live on like creating a little bit of tension for my own self, which probably <laughs> says something really messed up about me. But like, if I'm not feeling some sort of tension in my life, like I'm very bored. I always have to have some sort of challenge or like frenetic thing going on because that kind of keeps me productive and keeps me moving. Uh, so it was actually really fun and obviously one of the most memorable years of my life. So yeah, I mean, for real, that. that's like literally like bucket list, bucket list, bucket list, <laughs> like epic year, epic year, like so crazy. And it's so funny that you say that because it reminds me, we always talk on the podcast about the like stress curve and there's like the peak like at right at the perfect spot where it's like optimal performance, peak stress. And I'm just like thinking, I'm like, no, you just like love being at your optimal stress point. Like, yes, yes. it works for you at that optimal point for sure. Or else you start going down the other side of the curve, which is where I <laughs> tend to like be on the, the little like uh fast pass. I'm like, whoa, exhausted. Whoa, well, optimal. It feels good. So you bring on more and bring on more. Exactly. And, on more, and then you get too much momentum and you go too far past your breaking point. It's insane. But I need to know, like, before we just jump into everything, because you're like, like I said, beautiful, stunning, smart. Um, How did you like get on this journey? Because you also founded like... Like one of the biggest juice, cold press juice brands. Yeah. I don't even know what juice is anymore. I'm like way too jaded by LA. So I'm like, I don't want to get the juice wrong. Pasteurized, not pasteurized. I don't even know. So what was the inspiration? Like not only starting Lawless, which is your beauty brand, but also like at the beginning, you started a juice company that got acquired by Coca-Cola, dare I say? Yes. So it's funny because that's kind of the one common thread between both of my brands is that they truly were both needs for something that I couldn't find for myself. And it's funny you mentioned that you're so jaded by the LA juice scene and kind of the wellness scene because it feels very cliche, but I live in San Diego. And back when I launched the brand, there was like two juice shops and one of them was like Jamba Juice. Like <laughs> we didn't have Press Juice, Organic Avenue, Liquiteria. It wasn't like that. It was a very um, up and coming new market. And when I launched the brand, this would have been 2012. But leading up to that, the whole reason I even cared about juice was as a really young child, I had a horrible eczema, like all over my face, my arms, my legs. And I had it until I was about 12. And I went to a pediatrician who did an autoimmune panel because eczema is autoimmune. And up till that point, I was just using steroid creams and trying to manage it, but it was always there. And she was like, you're really old to be having this bad of eczema. Most like toddlers and infants grow out of it. Let's do a test. And it turned out I had celiac disease. Oh, and wow. this was like before gluten was a thing. Like I didn't even know what gluten was. Nobody did that I knew. It wasn't like you could go. The whole foods didn't even exist. You couldn't go buy gluten-free this, that, the other. And I ate like every normal kid, like pasta, pizza, cookies. So I kind of had to relearn how to eat based on like this food list that I was allowed to have, you know, rice instead of pasta. Like I would, I couldn't eat at school anymore, stuff like that. 
So I really started to educate myself and just kind of became fascinated because within two weeks of eating this doctor list, my eczema completely went away. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's totally a correlation between what we eat and how we look and feel. And you're never taught that in grade school. Like you never think twice. You're just like, I eat what I like, go on my way. You don't give a shit. And um, that was kind of what led me down this wellness journey of just like, there's so much in our control of how we look and how we feel. And like, it's a simple decision that we make every day that can sometimes have like a profound effect. And so for me, I basically got rid of my eczema just by stopping eating gluten. So um, that was kind of how I got obsessed with nutrition. And then I read a guy named Dr. Norman Walker's books. And he was like the, so the Norwalk cold press is the first cold press for Norman Walker. He created it. And he was the first guy to really pioneer this idea that like juicing an organic cold press juice because it retains more nutrients could really cure these degenerative diseases and cancers and all these things. But I just got really obsessed with it and I started juicing every day. And that was kind of my segue into the world of wellness and juicing and all of that. Do you, I need to know if you still juice every day and also if like you've ever tried the celery juice craze. So I'm not super trend driven. So I have never been very into the whole celery juice thing. Um, mostly because I just kind of think it's, it's silly. (laughs) I'm probably the last person on the planet that believes that, but our bodies are really intelligent and they do cleanse themselves. I actually wrote a suja book, but it was all about cleansing with food because I actually think it's more damaging as women for our metabolisms to do juice cleansing because you actually like fire your metabolism by eating food. And when you cut back on fats and proteins and things that like really help our hormone production, it can actually really backfire and the damage to your metabolism can be longer term than people realize. So I don't really, I've never done a juice cleanse despite the fact that um, Sudo is my brand. (laughs) I just really think it's like a great way to add a lot of nutrition Mm. in that you wouldn't otherwise be consuming. Um, But yeah, I have juice every single day. I don't juice it myself anymore, but I always have juice or a smoothie in the morning. And that's probably a habit I'll have forever. I think that's so cool because it's like usually when you hear that someone's like also just like in general, like into wellness and all that stuff, it's like very like like on trend. And it's so interesting because you almost forget just because wellness, if unless you go through something like that, you are just like, okay, like what's going on in this new like wellness world. And like, that's how you learn about things because you're not trying to fill that gap within your own life. Maybe you're just trying to feel better in some way. And so I think that's so cool that it's like that really just like honest and real approach to like, no, like my body's smart and I'm going to just add to it. And I will say that Suja is like one of the best juice brands like on the market because everything else I just feel like is loaded with sugar and it scares me, honestly. Yeah. And it's funny because really how Suja came about, it was totally like right timing because Whole Foods was just starting to launch cold pressed juices. And it was this time where like still to this day, like they don't sell raw milk. You can't sell a raw unpasteurized product unless it's made at their juice bar. So when they approached us, we actually only had a three-day shelf life. Um, And I think that's why they haven't launched cold pressed juices before, because it was like the big question of how do you make it shelf stable for 30 days, which is required by a grocer, but still cold pressed and organic and retaining the nutrients like a raw juice. Right. Um, So we, we and Blueprint launched kind of around the same time. But there's a technology called HPP, which is high pressure processing. And that essentially pressurizes the juice at 80,000 PSI. So it kind of like, if you think of it this way, it almost like squashes pathogens and kills them. 
but it's all within in this ice ice bath. So they stay under 40 degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit. So it's technically raw. Um, and oh. that so yeah. that makes me feel even better. Cause it's like now that, you know, someone like me who's getting into wellness, like way later mm-hmm. it, I, you know, you go to the store now, there's so much. And when you see oh, that it's yeah. shelf stable, you're like, well, how good can it really be for me? But also I'm super lazy. I grew up in the Midwest eating whatever every other teenager was eating. And I'm like, I still want it to taste good, but like be better for me. So it's a very confusing time to now be getting into wellness and yeah. you have this like arsenal of just learning already, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, in a lot of ways, juices at the store that are cold pressed are almost like more nutrient dense than if you did it yourself, because if they're HPP right away, it kind of preserves the nutrition and it degrades much slower than it would if you did it like at home. And then it starts like oxygenating and then the, the light kind of can kill things like vitamin C. So if it's immediately HPP, it kind of like stops that process. Um, so I I'm know like it's shook over here, less than, but it actually can really help prolong the nutrition in the juice. I'm like actually shook over here, everybody, because I already wanted to go to the grocery store today. And now I'm going to be like loading up on juice because I definitely am one of those people that I don't get all my nutrients in every single meal. Like I'm someone that's very much, um, how would you say not just lazy, but also like self-sabotage, you know? So well, you just helped hard. save my day. Yeah, it's hard, but that's the nice thing. If you can just like, you know, have a smoothie or juice, I feel like that's my thing. If I just check that box in the morning, I'm like, okay, I just had a huge handful of spinach. That's like what I would be eating in a salad. It just kind of makes me feel good in a weird way. It like makes me eat better the rest of the day, not worse. It's like, I already know I'm on a good track. I want to keep it that way versus like, oh, I already got all my good stuff in. I don't have to care anymore. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's the days where I'm like too stressed and like forget to like actually take care of my body. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'll just order John and Vinny's. Yeah, but then when I go get a smoothie, my 2021 goal is to like actually make my own smoothies again, which I used to do. And then, you know, 2020 happened and I was yeah. like so lazy, but you also not only have the juice brand, I want to know how this ties in your makeup brand. Cause I know it's super unique, but I want you to tell everyone like what I feel as though, I feel as though you probably saw a need in your own life and then created makeup. Am I getting this right? Just by knowing you for 20 minutes, it's, (laughs) I feel like I'm onto something here, guys. Yeah. I, um, so throughout the time I had Suja, I was just like, as a total hobby, had a blog and I would always just post like OOTDs, makeup looks, skincare I was using, recipes I was making, whatever. Like it was just a total hobby. And I had switched over to clean skincare and I would always post my clean skincare faves and every comment section was like, well, what clean makeup do you like? Like, do you have any clean makeup recommendations? And I'm such a makeup girl. I've loved makeup since high school. I would wear like this makeup to the gym. Like I'm a full (laughs) face of makeup kind of person. I love full coverage, like all of it. So I was using all the conventional like favorites that we all love from Sephora, mainstream brands. And I was like, this seems so silly that I'm spending more money on clean skincare. I love the results. Like my skin seems like it has less texture. It's more clear. And I'm like doing all this ingredient research and trying to avoid certain things. And then I'm putting it all back on my skin five minutes later with my makeup. 
Like this makes no sense. And in some ways you can argue that your makeup sits on your skin for longer than your skincare Mm. because your skincare for the most part, like if you put on a moisturizer and then you dab on foundation, you're kind of like removing it and lifting it, but your makeup is sitting on your skin just as many hours throughout the day. So I was like, this just makes no sense. I'm like totally trying to go silicone free, but then like my foundation has dimethicone. So I was like, I'm going to do a big blog post with all my clean makeup faves. I'm going to do a guide. I'm going to test a bunch of things. And I ordered like thousands of dollars of all the clean makeup I could find from all these different brands. And I was testing and trying. And I was like, this is just not going to work for me. Like I would never (laughs) trade my Giorgio Armani foundation for this. I would never trade my Marc Jacobs mascara for this. Like it all felt very sheer and for the no makeup makeup girl. Right. And there's definitely a place for that. But for me, I was just like, there's a white space here. Where is like the full coverage, highly pigmented, normal, like full performance makeup for the makeup girl in clean. And even like there wasn't an eyeshadow palette I could find that wasn't like a really neutral quad or something. And everything was like a cheek stain for your lips, eyes, and cheeks. And I was like, I just want a normal blush. I want a normal lipstick. So that was when I was like, okay, there have to be so many other people out there like me that are just looking for great high-performing makeup that's clean. And I like to think of my brand like as almost not necessarily a clean brand brand, but just a great makeup brand that Mm. happens to be clean because I don't feel like you have to just appeal to the clean consumer. Like good ingredients should just be the standard, not the exception at this point. So that's always kind of been my mission with the brand. And that was where I really got that light bulb moment of like, okay, if this doesn't exist and I really am looking for it, other people have to be too. It's just so interesting because even when you were describing like getting those, you know, clean products that we all like kind of know, it's, it's almost like the, the marketing of like someone that is clean, just like you automatically assume like they just do yoga and barely wear any makeup. And it's like, why can't, like you said, like the makeup girl or someone that just all that stuff. It's, it's so interesting that marketing almost kind of led the initial like clean drive of things. Cause it's like, well, I want my skin to be clean. So I barely want to have any makeup on. And it's like, no, if I'm putting makeup on, like I want to look different <laughs> and better. I want to look like a model. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello, sign me up Victoria's secret. Like, like it's not going to work. <laughs> That's why I also, it, you know, didn't really get into clean beauty, but it's kind of like you're saying in a sense of, because when I use your makeup, I, the first thing I think is, okay, like I'm getting ready. Like I'm getting glam. It's not the first thing of being, okay, like I'm going to take really good care of my skin, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like you said, where it's, that should just be the standard. And Mm -hmm. so do you think that like taking away the certain ingredients or like, what kind of things did you add to your products that like are that like clean stuff? Like you said, some fancy word that's similar to sulfate or silicone, you know, like, dimethicone baby that's what I'm not talking about everything everything it's just like we're capable of making these products that aren't as bad for us but uh, is it because brands just don't want to pay the premium price to make them yeah I think there's a couple things going on one it is much harder to formulate like there's a reason I don't have a mascara in my range it's because 
I have not been able to develop one that's as black and volumizing as my favorite Chanel volume. Like that's my favorite of all time. And until I get there, and I always know it's time to launch a product when I'm reaching for my lab sample every day over my conventional favorite for like a date night or special events and things like that. Because if I'm still going for my other favorite, I know like it's just not quite there. And I can't really get behind launching something if it's not my favorite. Like <laughs> yeah. it has to be my favorite if it's my product. So um, it's definitely harder, like when you can't use certain ingredients. And I think a lot of traditional makeup brands, especially like the big guys, like an Estee Lauder, L'Oreal, you know, they have cult classic favorite products. They have age old recipes. They've got formulation teams that are classically trained, not in clean. You know, there's a lot of really um, effective synthetic ingredients out there that make makeup, you know, high pigment, long wearing, long lasting, you know, the whole 24 hour foundation thing, which first of all, no one should be wearing their foundation for 24 hours. <laughs> but like there's certain chemical ingredients that make that happen. So you take all that out and it's like, well, shit, how do we make it long wearing now? How do we make it that black without carbon black? Like all of these things. And so I think it's one really hard to formulate. And I've definitely run into that with certain SKUs. Um, and two, I think to your previous point, it's the cost. Um, a lot of the ingredients are more expensive. And I've always wanted to add, not only remove bad ingredients, but also add like beneficial ingredients. Mm -hmm. So like in my blush, I have shea butter because I like when my cheeks have that like kind of hydrated luminous look, even in a powder, I don't want it to look powdery. Um, you know, in my primer, I have peptides. Cause I'm like, if it's going to be on my face, it better be making me look younger. Oh <laughs> and so all these things, you know, it costs more to make, to make better products. And I think that at this point, you know, a lot of these big, bigger mainstream makeup brands have costs that are so low because they have buying power because they're ordering such high quantities of cheaper ingredients and it's working. And so it's really hard to pivot and completely change your whole business model once you're kind of already a conventional brand. Yeah, I think those are the two main reasons. And like for me, for example, I was really fortunate that I had Suja as an experience because mm. I was the consumer that like, I'm not an all or nothing person. So like with celery juice, for example, like I, just because I had a juice company doesn't mean like I wake up and like drink my reishi mushroom tea and then go <laughs> meditate with Buddhist monks and that, you know, like I'm a normal person. And so that's how I feel about makeup too. Like I, you know, I want it to work, but I also want it to like be good for me. I do care what I'm consuming, but I'm like the average person, just like every other woman out there that just wants to feel and look great. It's not like you have to be all or nothing. And so I really wanted to create makeup that didn't have this like clean feel about it. And that was defined by what people thought the clean consumer was, you know, this yoga going, no makeup wearing, yeah. you know, salad eating. Like you can be the average woman and just not want to have talc in your powder because you just saw in the news that Johnson and Johnson got sued for killing people with talc consumption. Like we all care, you know, we're, yeah. we all want to be healthy. And so I think that's really the angle of my brand is just like, you can be clean, but you don't have to compromise. You don't have mm -hmm. to have like sheer, no pigmented makeup. Like it can be just as great, if not better than all of the stuff that you're used to. And that's really been my goal with every single thing that we launched. Quick break to talk to you guys about Ancestry. Even if you can't be all under the same roof this holiday, you can still bring your family together with the gift of family history at Ancestry. Give your loved ones an Ancestry gift membership to let them discover the fascinating people in their past or surprise them with an Ancestry DNA so that they can uncover their origins. The holiday sale at Ancestry is the perfect time to treat someone you love to a gift that connects them to their family in a new, meaningful way. The holidays are the perfect time for this, you guys. And Ancestry's holiday sale is the perfect time to treat someone you love to a gift they'll never forget. 
An ancestry DNA test can tell you where your ancestors are from and ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees let you discover their unique stories. Don't miss the special holiday pricing on truly meaningful gifts during the holiday sale at ancestry. Head to my URL at ancestry.com slash mood to get your ancestry health kit today. That's ancestry.com slash mood. Back to the podcast. Before I talk to you about how you launch and you're like day to day do you think that like does it bother you or do you notice now when like companies try to cut corners and just like market things as clean and they're probably oh not gosh, yes you know what I mean because like I just saw like a big drugstore brand say like we have a new clean vegan mascara and in my mind I'm like there's no way there's someone like you sitting over there with this much passion into the freaking mascara like how clean is it you know Totally. And it's funny because when I first got into this and I started formulating and learning so much more about ingredients and educating myself, I was like so much of the messaging around clean and what people think is clean is so not clean, truly. Mm. And everybody has their own interpretation. It's very gray. There's no like hard and fast definition. And Sephora is helping a lot with their clean seal because they're at least defining what isn't considered clean by their standards. But I feel like a lot of brands kind of like tailor um, their clean list to what works for them in terms of their cost formulation and like selling that product as a clean product. Um, and so like, and we have our own blacklist on our site. So like, for example, Sephora does allow silicones on their clean seal. I personally, as a brand formulate without silicones, because for me beyond the clean aspect, I noticed when I cut silicones out of my skincare, I like, at all, so it's not acne, but you know that little texture that you kind of get where your skin's just not smooth? Yes. Yeah. More than anything. So that, yeah. And that really went away when I cut out silicones. And then when I did research, mm. I learned that silicones kind of sit on top of your skin. They create a coating, which is why silicone foundations look beautiful because they almost like sit on top and smooth. They create like a wax-like coating, like a silicone primer. That's why your skin feels so soft when you put it on. Oh. That's not your skin. That's the primer. That's the silicone. But I think it was like clogging my pores and congesting them and like trapping things in because it just couldn't penetrate. So when I cut that out, so for me, like that's the reason I don't have silicone in my makeup is because it really makes my skin look better to avoid silicone. Um, So I think every brand kind of defines it for themselves, which is where it can get tricky because some brands can really, you know, ride the line and have a really clean, natural messaging in their marketing, Mm. but truly not really be. But the consumer, you know, you trust, you trust labels. If you don't really care as much and you just want to trust and not think about it, if something says clean, you'll buy it. And so that's where it can get a little bit gray. I've gotten into this, like, I'm not as much like clean as I am. Obviously, like I'm cleaner than the average person, but my biggest goal this year was to cut out like quote unquote poor clogging ingredients but it's like that's why I thought of it because like a lot of you know products will say like doesn't clog your pores but then if you really like talk to an esthetician and there's like this website where you can type in all the ingredients or I copy and paste the ingredients and it like points out like which ones are like actually poor clogging that aren't like like mutagenic yes exactly mutagenic which it's so funny that you say that because I've needed someone to say that out loud for so long because I say comma digenic whenever <laughs> I make a video. And I mean, I could be saying it wrong too. I mean, sounds <laughs> a lot nicer. That's for sure. I was like, yes, comedogenic. So I try to be non comedogenic and 
yeah, it's just so interesting because it's like, I'm so, like you said, like, I'm so concerned about that. But then when it comes to makeup, I'll literally slap anything on my face. And then I wonder, I like, I just tried this new foundation and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. And I'm just like, okay, how do I figure out how to keep wearing this with also realizing that my pores definitely look super clogged after wearing yeah. it for four hours. Like that's the heartbreaking thing when you check your face after you really like something and it's like not working for you. I know. So now I have to go back to Sephora and go to the Lawless booth, which by the way, how epic is it to have your freaking brand in like a big section in Sephora? Like it's amazing. It's really, really Um, I'm super fortunate and appreciative because I had no intention of launching in Sephora. I was totally like doing this from my house in San Diego out of my little 3PL in San Diego. And I launched with 11 lipsticks, just thinking it was going to be like DTC just for fun. I was self-funded for the first two years. Like I didn't go in with a business plan with investors thinking this was going to be like a thing. But Sephora hadn't launched the Clean Seal yet. And I launched the brand in October on my site. And then the Clean Seal launched that following June. Mm. So around the time that I launched, they were kind of looking for clean brands to bring into their portfolio because they really wanted to be the authority in clean. Um, and they thought that having this seal and really having some great clean brands in their portfolio would be a great way to own clean. So like I launched in October and then I got an email from them in like December. And I went to meet with them in San Francisco and I was like, I don't have a single employee. I literally like, I manage my orders and website. I'm doing customer service. Like when someone like emails that they didn't get their shipment, that's me being like, I'm so sorry, let me track it for you. And so, I mean, they were, they were just like the best partner. They, they knew how small we were. They knew we didn't have a team. They knew that I was like a one woman show with one product and they have held my hand every step of the way. They were like, so sweet from the beginning. All of my like merchants there are just like so helpful. I can message them anytime to help me with any dumb question I have, test products in advance and let me know like their thoughts. I mean, they're just a great team and they've really helped build our brand and guide me. So um, I knew it was the right decision just kind of from the beginning because they were just so awesome to me. So uh, we are exclusive with them. We're going into our third year of exclusivity. So that'll be really exciting. Or maybe it's our, yeah, third year of exclusivity. So. I mean, that's just insane. I like, honestly, I think the even more insane part is that like you were like, I had no plan or employees or anything because I, we always know it's like possible. Right. And it's kind of like that advice you get from like a successful person is like, just go, like, just do it. And it's kind of like, okay, but it, and you obviously had experience in creating something and like literally making something tangible from an idea, but it's still just like so crazy because no one ever really like breaks it down either. It's not like, well, the first thing I did was find a factory. And so I just always find it so interesting. And even when me and my girlfriends are talking, I'm like, listen, I know tons of girls that have figured it out. I have no clue how they did it besides being like, just do it. And so it's like so interesting though. And it's honestly, obviously, like it's one of my favorite stories ever because it has to start somewhere and it's like you can't wait for your quote-unquote dream to be delivered on a silver platter you know what I mean you just kind of start totally well and I think for me I was really lucky to have the experience of Suja because I was 24 and I that was like the first time I really saw like if you are passionate about something and you want to do it like it can happen Mm. and Suja literally started with my at the time boyfriend I was teaching yoga And he came to take a class and we both were drinking green juice. And then we like struck up a conversation that we both had this like really nerdy Norman Walker cold press. And then 
we started delivering because there was no, like I said, juice places in San Diego that were doing like cold pressed juices. And a lot of people at the yoga studio would ask us what we were drinking. And so we started just like our own little service out of his house in my apartment. And we would literally have people text us on Sunday what they wanted. I would deliver. That's how I met my husband. He ordered juice for me and I delivered it. Stop it right now. Yeah. It was totally like that. I mean, and we didn't even have like retail accounts. We would, for our juice orders, we would go and buy produce off the shelf at Whole Foods with just like a big cart. And then we would go home and juice it. Like it was the most rogue operation. And then um, we did get two investors locally who Mm. were buying the juice and liked it. And they were like, we think you could do something bigger with this. And at the time, I think we were all thinking more of like the blueprint model at the time, which was just national delivery. You would go to the blueprint site and order like a cleanse or whatever juices you wanted and we would ship it. And that was kind of our original, I think, big picture plan, but it started just delivering locally in San Diego. Like we would deliver it ourselves. And then, um, it grew locally, got kind of a cult following. And then Whole Foods was just starting. Do you ever see where they have like that local sign with a picture of the people that yes. made it, how many miles away it was? Yeah. Made? So they were just like starting that and looking for local cult brands. Stop. And so they contacted us and we were like, this is when we were like, we only have a three day shelf life. So we had to figure that out and oh. all those things. But Whole Foods was really the game changer for us because that got us eyes, visibility, we launched in the Southern Pacific region and within like six months we were national because there was just such a demand for cold pressed juice that you could just buy at the store and not have to make yourself. Um, so I say all that because it's funny that you say, um, you know, you always wonder how people get started, but like, I am definitely not a traditional business person. I've never started something with a business plan. I'm certainly not the smartest person in the room. You know, I'm, I'm the creative side of things. I love makeup. So that's how I started my brand. I'm not sitting here wanting to break down, you know, the P&L and do all of those things. Like that's not my strong suit. And I think a lot of people go into a business venture feeling very, like it's very daunting. Like you have to know everything and you have to, you know, have everything laid out and have to have a plan. And I've never had a plan with these things because I do think it's so much more about like your passion and putting like putting your passion into your purpose and things will align. I know that sounds mm. so the secret, but I, I believe that. No, I a hundred, I think I actually started believing that even more this year because I'm such a stress ball, you know, and I'm always trying to go, go, go and do more. And when I actually started doing that, really great things started happening. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so do I keep doing it? Like, is the, I'm like, God, are we good? Like, should I keep <laughs> going? Like it's cause I'm just such an anxiety ridden person, but I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's one of the coolest things like hearing those stories, but then also, you know, it's like saying that it is like alignment. Like, I feel like it's so, such an important thing to be in alignment with yourself and to kind totally. of like follow the path, if that makes sense. I always think of it and this is super hokey, but like, it's kind of like if you're swimming in a river and like against the current, you're just going to be struggling the whole way. But if you just flip over and like go with the flow, you will end up like where you're supposed to be. And I always just think like, why am I resisting? Like if, and I, I didn't even bring this up, but I was in law school when I moved to San Diego, which is where I live now, but I came from Phoenix and I went to law school at USD and I was so miserable that first year. This was right before I started Suja. And I was like, my dad's an attorney and I got my bachelor's in philosophy and I had no idea what to do with it. And cause it's not like philosophy, like as a segue into anything, yeah. it's like <laughs> nothing. And I was like, 
okay, I better just go to law school. And that first year was the first time in my life I felt like truly depressed. I would wake mm-hmm. up and go to class and be like, I, I hate this. I don't want to do this. I'm not passionate about this. I just remember feeling like really isolated and just miserable. So that was when I decided, okay, like I'm so young, I can always like change direction and fix it later, but I am going to not wake up and be miserable every day and have this anxiety and be crying on my way to school because I don't want to sit there all day and don't want to study. And I dropped out and I didn't tell my parents or anyone, which is how I started teaching yoga. But I was like, I just need six months of them not asking me like what I'm going to be doing. I knew they were going to make me come back to Phoenix and not stay in San Diego because they were paying my rent at that time only because I was in school. And I was like, I just need to figure out what I want to do next. I had no idea what it was, but I was like, I just need to get my mind back into like a happier, healthier place and find something I'm super passionate about. And so to fill kind of my time and make some money so that I could save up, um, I started teaching yoga. And that was really when like I decided that it didn't matter if I knew what I was doing, where I was going. I was just happy to be waking up happy every day and like excited to go teach, excited to go to my teacher training, excited to go, you know, do something that I loved. And I just knew for the rest of my life, like it doesn't matter if it's going to make money. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, something that you can brag about that you're doing or feel accomplished that you're doing. I don't care. Like I dropped out of school to make juice, you know, I didn't think it was going to end up being a big thing, but like, I knew I was happy doing that. Yeah. So I think that was really like when I realized, um, like it's important to live in accordance with what you feel like happiest doing and what you're meant to be doing, because things will fall into place. Like things do happen and you will work so much harder at something you love than Mm. you will at something you're not passionate about. I've learned that with both of these, uh, adventures because, starting a business is hard and there's a lot of ups and downs and you're going to have a lot of nightmares and things go wrong every day. And if you don't love what you're doing, it's not going to be fun for you. I mean, it's just, it's it's so crazy because I mean, I don't, unless you've like listened to this exact podcast that maybe you've done on something else, it's just like, it's so many juicy, juicy nuggets of information. And I literally am making a quote card on Instagram about (laughs) the river. Like it's happening it's fully happening, but it's just so, it's so so interesting. Cause like, I feel like sometimes, you know, we glamorize like the struggle. So like you said, it's like, oh, you know, I'm in law school and this sucks so much and I'm miserable, but it's all going to be worth it. But it's, it's okay to pivot and it's okay to change plans and like really great things can happen. And, you know, like you said, you could always go back. And I feel like sometimes even like, I always say like, whatever the universe is like rejecting you from, like it's probably protecting you from. Totally. So like, I love that. Even in those hard moments when I'm like, no, but I wanted this, I felt aligned and it's like almost protecting me and I'll like realize why later and slowly over time it becomes more clear. And so I think it's like such a cool way to have that mindset, like also about business, not just about marriage and productivity and balance and all that stuff, because there's so much of this over glamorization of exhaustion and stress and all that stuff that, you know, as someone who who does like have my own little businesses and everything, I'm a lazy gal at heart. Okay. Like I don't need someone telling me to like little, I mean, you definitely (laughs) can't undermine how hard it is to do what you've done. Starting a business at any size of any industry is really freaking hard. And it takes a lot of uh, patience and like perseverance and dedication. It's, it's funny because I'll sometimes get a DM from someone like 
you know, if their package didn't arrive or whatever. And they're like, they like literally think I'm sitting there packing the products <laughs> myself and doing this. I'm like, yes. oh no, no, it doesn't. And then I'll get like a message from somebody asking if I can send them free stuff. And I'm like, I, you know, I have to pay for that. Like there's a way business works. It's really hard. Like it's expensive. It's time consuming. Mm. There's a lot of moving pieces. Then you have to deal with investors. You have to deal with retailers. You have to deal with you know, inventory manufacturers, like it's a whole thing. And I think people can really simplify it from the outside, but you have to like pat yourself on the back for, you know, having a business of any size. It's not a joke. It's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. I I do get the customer service emails. So I I, I will say that, like, I'm definitely like, um, yeah. So like, I actually don't know the tracking of your package at this moment. I'm on (laughs) USPS.com tracking and I can see the same thing as you can. Oh yeah. I'm like slacking at like 10 30 PM. But they get mad at you as if like you shipped it personally, like from your home. And I'm just like, let me, I'll figure it out. Give me 15 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Did you feel like, um, from when you started to now, it's almost like that viral meme right now, how it started, how it's going. Um, do you feel that like your day to day, you've been able to like delegate and been able, I mean, you're building a family right now. Like you just had a baby, which is just, first of all, you don't look like you had a baby at all. Thank you. Um, I, it's really, been the best thing I ever did. But if I'm being honest, when I found out I was pregnant, so I was not planning Daisy. Um, I was like devastated. I was just not ready <laughs> in my mind. Like, I don't know. It just was one of those things where I felt a lot loss of control. All of a sudden I had mm. just closed a series A for my business. So it was like the first investment I had taken in December. I found out I was pregnant in December. And so I was like, I have this huge year ahead. I'm going to do all these launches. I have all this stuff. And then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh my God, I was thinking like five years from now. (laughs) And I was like, I had a rough few weeks just wrapping my mind around it, which is so crazy even thinking about because now that she's here, I'm like so obsessed with this baby. It's like really pathetic. I like, I (laughs) talk about her. If you say like, hi, how's your day? I'm like, do you want to hear about my baby (laughs) picture? I took five. (laughs) That's I'm that mom now, but it's just crazy. Like I think um, my role, and I've been really careful about this because I went through this at Suja where your role changes as the company grows. You can become responsible for things you're just not passionate about. You have to get in the weeds of things that you're not into. And I've always known, like, I am the creative side of the brand. I, I know the product. I know why I created it. I know what I want in it. I know how I want it to be. Look, I know packaging. I want, I copyright. I write all the stuff on our boxes. I love to name them, all of that. I do not want to be like on the operation side. I do not want to be on like the manufacturing, you know, side. I don't want to be on the marketing side in terms of like digital. Mm-hmm. I want to do more marketing, like social. That's my realm. So I think it's um, something I've really protected with this brand because I, I, this is kind of why I left Suja after we did the sale mm. because my role just changed so much and I became um, involved in things I wasn't into. And I think with this brand, um, I've hired a president. So her name's Rachel. She's amazing. And she's just like a badass makeup girl. And she, she loves beauty, but she, uh, I delegate so much to her and she's just like in my mind so she can execute my vision. Um, and I can really stay and do the things that I want to do. And I'm going to keep it that way as till the end, because I'm, I, I know that that's the depth of my passion for the brand is when I get dragged into the things that I didn't start doing and I don't want to do ever. 
Yeah. And I think it's great that like, you're honest about that because it's kind of goes back to what we were saying of, you know, we all want to be the woman that does it all and is good yeah. at everything, prove everyone wrong. But it's, I think it's refreshing to be just like, no, like I don't want any part of that. And yeah. you don't, you know, you can't be doing everything anyway. So it's like, you might no. as well do the things you like. Um, I just need to know if you're saying that it is possible to have a baby and a successful business at the same time. And I don't totally. have to choose. Totally. But that's what I was worried about before. And I think until you do it, like that's every woman's fear. And I still don't know, like if I have a great balance, like, like <laughs> yesterday I was on a zoom with Sephora and I had to turn off my video because my baby was hungry and I'm breastfeeding. So I had to like sit and breastfeed her while I'm walking through like 2021 pipeline. And I mean, you just kind of make it work. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, the best, the biggest thing I'll ever do, like the most important thing I'll ever do is being a mom. And I just recently discovered that having this baby, but um, she's more important to me than anything. Like this love just bursts out of you when you see your baby. I can't explain it. And I know it's cliche because I definitely didn't think that would happen to me, <laughs> but it really does. And everything just falls from there. And like, I'm actually more inspired to like build my business because I want to leave a legacy for her. Mm. I'm like, I want her to be proud of me when she like knows what's going on. And it's just like almost more motivating because it gives me something to share with her. And I love thinking of it that way. And I always wish that like I had had that because my mom did stay at home and then my parents had a really terrible divorce and she had to go back to work. But I don't think she was ever passionate about what she did. I think mm -hmm. it was just like solely to pay the bills. And so I want my daughter to see me like doing something that I love, even if it means some time away from her, but like, I want her to know that she can do the same thing. So in a weird way, it's almost motivated me more. And it has gotten me smarter about my time, which has almost increased my productivity because I just mm. don't have all kinds of time like I used to. And when, when you do have time to be selfish, you know, you almost squander it. And when you don't, it's like you make every second worth something. So when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm with her, I'm with her. And it's just really made things almost more effective in my life. So yes, that's a long winded way of saying it's totally. No, it, no, it's so crazy. It totally makes sense it. oh. ever. You'll love it. Well, before I let you go and I am fully obsessed with you now, which Aww. I just, but I respect your time. Um, <laughs> what are like your mood boosters? I always talk about mood boosters. Like and it's so different for everyone, whether it's journaling, meditating, like doing full glam, like what is like that kind of thing that not only in 2020, but like in new motherhood and business and especially 2020, what are those like little things maybe like in the past week, even that you've been kind of turning to, to like boost your mood? Yeah. Well, the two things that I do like consistently and I like my husband knows like this time is mine is I do my makeup in the morning every day. Like I told you, it just makes me feel good. I cannot sloth all day anymore. Like I went through that phase when like we all got on lockdown. It was like fun for a minute. And now like I'm a different person. If I feel put together for the day, I'm like nicer to everybody. I just feel like more official when I'm working at my computer. I'm like, yes, I'm at work. So that's one big thing. And that time in the morning, like it's almost like meditation for me. Like it's just self-care. I'm doing something good for myself. And the second thing is every morning I pop the baby in the carrier while she's asleep. So I feed her, she goes back down, but I just put her in my carrier and I do a hike. We live um, by a beach and I just walk all the way down to the beach and back up. And like being outside in silence by myself with my AirPods, I'll either listen to a podcast, music, whatever. But like I come back home and I'm like, 
so ready to start the day. It's just a very different mindset. And it's the same effect. Like if you go to the gym, you feel like shit, you go to the gym and you leave and you're like, why did I even care about that? That was nothing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I feel. It's just like sets the perfect tone for my day. So those are like the two things I do every single day that just like really set me up for a good day and keep me in a good mood. Oh, I love it so much. Thank you so much for coming on the oh, podcast thank you so much for having me such an inspiring episode. I'm feeling like I need to jump in the shower, go get some juice. Like <laughs> this was a mood booster for me. So thank you so much. Where can everyone keep following along? Um, just my name at Annie Lawless, or you can follow the brand at Lawless and you can buy our products at Sephora or lawlessbeauty.com. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. So fun chatting with you. Go follow Annie, please. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.